Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Party, which we haven't gotten to have for a week because the Warriors had beat us three straight times. However, we're here now because the Dallas Mavericks hit many shots and hit, let's see, how many dang threes? They took 43 three-pointers and hit 20 of them uh, and beat the Golden State Warriors 119-109. to 109. At one point, they were up by 29 points, and then they stopped playing basketball a little bit. Uh, the zone flummoxed them, and the Warriors have... Better bench players than we do, which is a mild understatement. Um, how r- just freaking ridiculous is it that they can just not play Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga, and then they have to play, and then those guys combined for 31 points and eight rebounds. No, and 10 rebounds, which is oh, – I can't do math. 27 points and 10 rebounds, excuse me. Mavs and seven, like Derek says, love the love the positivity. Um, you know, you just got to win the one. You got to win the one game. You see where the next game goes. They're playing in Oracle, which not Oracle, whatever it is now. Um, and they're, you know, I thought the Mavericks didn't necessarily find anything tonight. More maybe they they attacked a little harder on the the screen and roll instead of sizing everything up. And guys hit their shots. I mean, Dorian looked like a different player than we've seen since maybe game four against Phoenix. Um, I could be, you know, misremembering a good Dorian game in between there. Maybe game, maybe he played really well in game six um, against the Suns. I can't recall. But yeah, you guys know the deal. We're going to hang out in here for a little while. Um, I think a lot of folks have kind of, you know, checked out on the season at this point, but I am not going to do that because this is way more fun. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, ask to come up and we'll talk about this game a little bit. So let's go first to Sam. Hey, Sam, what's up? Hey, we got a win. Yay. Yeah, I know. It's nice. It's nice to get wins. Wins are good. Wins, wins are good. Um, yeah, it, I'll I'll take a win. Like I didn't want to get swept. Like I'm happy we got the win. Like obviously I would like to us to win game five as well, but I don't want to be the, you know, not I'm not a mad. I don't, oh, you know the Mavs fan. You don't think they're gonna win? I'm gonna be a realist. Like sure. I they're gonna win game five. But if they do, then you know we'll see what happens. But the thing that I have noticed, which I can't, I think we can't take you know a little pride in, is on the last part I talked or the last. Uh, whatever they call it now, green room, I guess. Um, I was talking about how the problem we were having was it wasn't just the third quarter. It was like the first, like, oh, last two minutes before the second quarter ended into the third where they were always getting in trouble. The Mavs have been really good in the second quarter of, you know, extending leads or at least not getting blown out when Luke is not playing. So, and I've noticed that games one, two, and three where game one, it was like we were going to be in the first quarter, but in the second quarter, we were able to get the lead down to like two. And then in the second and third quarter, we were able to extend or get a lead and extend the lead until the starters came back in for Golden State. So I don't know if they could just build off of that because, like, obviously Luke is not playing in, even though the bench killed us in the first in the fourth quarter. Like they haven't been all that great in the second quarter. So yes. I don't know if that if that's anything or if that's just the Warriors just playing with us because you know they could just kind of turn on whenever they want. Obviously, as you can see, if they got guys that are not even playing, they can kill us. And we have guys that we put in the fourth quarter and we had to take them out for our starters, which is kind of sad. But um, um, 
I don't know. Like, I don't know what to take take from that. I don't know if that means anything or if it's just one of those fluky things. Because usually when Luka goes out, we always struggle, but we haven't like lost any ground. I think we're like plus fifteen or twenty in the second quarter when he's not in the game or something like that. So not getting murdered the final four minutes of the second quarter and not getting murdered the entirety of the third quarter really helped win the game. Um, it was kind of, it was kind of wild to watch, uh, relative to what they'd been experiencing. I mean, Curry still came in in the, in the, you know, six minute mark, uh, a Q2 and hit some shots, but not, it wasn't, it's kind of like, if, if you were to go, I, I watched all of the second quarters again, and it's kind of devastating to just watch what happens where all of a sudden the matter in all three games, even the one where they're up by like 13 and a half, it's, they Curry just comes in and the lead just changes. And, you know, sometimes guys don't hit shots. I was, I'm curious if people kind of respond to this. The Warriors come up with a lot of 50, 50 balls, like long, like mid to long offensive rebounds because they're longer than the Mavericks. But I thought tonight Dallas did a good job, like securing boards. They only gave up six offensive rebounds. They didn't get crushed in, in any particular category. And, you know, they had runs at the right time. Now it's, it's, you know, you don't want to hand wave the fact that they shot 46% from three, like that kind of, it, it really kind of is that simple, but I thought the process remained sound in terms of what they were doing on attacking. I'm, I've been, Luca left a lot on the floor tonight. Yes. He finished with 30 points, but he took a ton of shots. He also just did not finish probably three or four that I thought he should have. And also, you know, he did shoot 10 free throws, but I thought he got hammered a lot, and I, I I don't know what you do because the the Golden State Warriors defense is good and they command a lot of respect. So it's like those two things going together. I just don't know if Luca's ever gonna get called. You know, he's he shot a lot of free throws this series. It's just it's it's kind of like playing the you know the old Legion of Boom Seahawks defense. Like, are they gonna call fouls every time? No, I don't. I really don't think they are. Yeah, I, so. I don't think so neither. Just at this point, just because the way it's been officiated is. It is what it is at this point, so we just kind of got to fight through it. But I, I do like the fact that even when the Warriors started going to zone a lot, they were, especially Dorian, was doing a lot more cutting, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think if they – Luka that, cut. Luka Doncic. He made a cut. So I don't know if the Warriors are going to play that more in game five. Like my anticipation is they they will. But I think if they start getting beat like that again, they won't play it as much just because – I. Maybe the Mavs found something that they didn't realize they could find until game four. Who knows? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just I'm gonna be optimistic. I'm gonna say, hey, Mavs in seven? <laughs> why not? Hey, you know, why not? Like like I you know, I was making plans this weekend and uh maybe I shouldn't do that. So well thanks for coming up, buddy. Hey, have a good night, man. All right. So um, a couple of you guys have been reaching out to me in various forms, letting me know that the request button is not there. One thing that would help me is if you took a screenshot of what you're seeing, I will send it over to the people at Spotify Live and let them know what I'm seeing. Um, I got one guy who reached out to me um, in um, just over over uh, DM on Twitter, and I'm looking for him because I think I can actually invite you guys up even if you don't see the invite button. Um, it's a matter of of you, you know, then being able to accept and join up on stage here. I'm looking for you, Brent. Um, so just like give me just a second to scroll through all the names. There we go, um, Brent. I just sent you a speaker invite, and Jiggy, I will do the same thing. Uh, it's hi, Brent. Brent, how are you? 
hit the unmute button if it appears for you there at the bottom of the, the main page. All right, cool. Hey, Thank hey. <laughs> thanks for having me on. Together we can solve problems. Yeah, thanks, Brad. <laughs> That's right. So tonight, uh, you know, we avoided that getting swept feeling that getting, you know, talked about by Suns fans as having been swept. At the very least, we can walk away from this game knowing that's not going to happen. And I, I started thinking about a couple things I wanted to, to ask you. Is wow. it just me or, or does our 30-point lead or 29 or whatever it, is, whatever it was feel like 10 and the Warriors' 10-point leads when we're chasing them uh, feel like 30? Is that just my imagination? I mean, it's certainly my, like, it's like an existential sense of dread. Yeah, both going both ways. I mean, I was joking about it during the game, but longtime Mavs fans, like, and I mean like real longtime Mavs fans will remember a December, it was either 2001 or, or early January 2002 game against the Lakers. They're playing the Lakers on the road. They have a 27 point lead going into the fourth quarter and they lost the game. And that was when, you know, the Shaq Kobe stuff is just hitting their prime. And even in Dallas here, you see Lakers fans everywhere because people are front runners. And it was just, it was one of the most painful sports experiences of my life. And I was like 16, 17 years old. And I'm watching this game going, oh no. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it went from 29 to eight points in eight minutes. And that's, that's terrifying. These are, you know, it's Kaminga and Moody and these long rangy athletic guys who can make a shot, who have been sitting on the bench watching the first three quarters unfold. And they just came out. Uh, with a with a killer mentality, and we bring out the what the Frank Josh Green lineup, and it was like uh, a feeding frame. Well, poor Josh Green was a negative nine in two minutes, and um, it's not his. Well, it is his fault because I watched him get beat on a back cut like that. Like the relative experience between him and a guy like Kaminga, who has gotten minutes on and off all year, the man looks like he was created in a basketball factory. He's just like a one-of-one one athlete who also knows how to play. It's like, oh, that's fair. That guy was just hanging out on the bench, whereas we have, you know, Trey Burke, and the only shots he takes are jumpers. And it's like, right. oh, this is real fun. Oh, well. It, in the, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, if there are any fans out there that want to grab on to the irrational, delusional optimism that's palpable in the air tonight, I started thinking of all things about the – the 2004 Boston Red Sox. And I started thinking about how in game four, and I may not have the details 100% right, but as I recall, Kevin Millar walked or got on base somehow in like a third or fourth inning, and he was talking trash at first base about, hey, don't let us win tonight. And he started going through, because if you do, this is what will happen in game five, and then the pressure will all be on you in game six, and then anything can happen in the game seven. I just wonder, you know, how how palpable or how, how crazy it would be to go out to, to game five and have a first and second half that looks a little bit more like the first half of game two. Yeah. And then where does it go from there? I will say that I felt up until the fourth quarter, the Mavericks defense looked much less baffled at what was being thrown at them by the Warriors on offense because the war, you know, I, I've said this in here for now four straight nights where the Warriors offense is literally designed to wear you out and confuse you over time. I didn't see that near as much with the starters. Now, part of that's because the Mavericks kept hitting a ton of threes. But, you know, I mean, 
The path isn't that what it comes down to? Uh, it is, is it? it is, but it's really exacerbated by the fact that the Warriors just have so many more different options. Like we, you know, this is getting lost in the fact that the Mavericks are, you know, up until today we're getting swept by the the Warriors. The Mavericks shut down Cor- uh, uh, Booker and shut down Aiton and shut down Chris Paul. The, this mm-hmm. this talk that they got lucky is like you do not win Game Six and Game Seven by luck. Those those things don't just happen in a vacuum. You know, shooting variants, sure, but they took away a lot from Booker in those games. And unfortunately, you cannot, with the way that the, the Warriors' offense is designed, by taking away something from uh, Steph Curry or Jordan Poole, you are granting someone else a better shot. And that just, it, you know, and it's usually a shot going towards the rim. So it's... Right. The, the, I'll just say that I, if you want to believe, I am not going to tell you not to because you don't watch sports for for you know rational reasons. If we're being honest, let's get to game well, five and see how things yeah. go, and then maybe you'll be able to talk me into this. How's that? Well, the regular season wins of the Suns were, became a national narrative. They were pre-anointed as a team that was going to make the finals, and I know it's been said ad nauseum, but when you look at the calendar year on. But people didn't look at it that way. They looked at those 64 wins and thought, oh, this is a great team. Well, on paper, it was probably a coin flip series. And maybe the shot quality, the stats that we've all seen, those screen captures showing up, you know, maybe this is a closer series outside of the fact that we're missing a rotation player or two and our guys are are worn down a a bit. You know, it's just, you know, can we muster uh, one or two more miracle games, you know, and and create a – Anything can happen scenario. I sort of want to see it just so I can see Reggie Bullock playing 700 playoff minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see it so we can break the collective brain of the national media, you know, because these guys seem so ready from the Utah series to call out the Mavericks as, oh, they they are destined to lose. Maybe if Luka hadn't gotten hurt, they would have predicted the narrative would have been different. But what you what is it about the Mavericks when you look at our record since the first of the year, our defensive efficiency? Is it just being a rotation player or too short? Well, is it some anti-Dallas bias that is bigger well, than this year? That's what makes this funny, though, Brent. Is we the Mavericks actually had a lot of people picking them to win this series, like Zach Lowe did. Um, and a number of other like really smart national media people pick the Mavericks to win this series. And this is the one where they're getting blanked versus the previous two where they were not picked. And it's, it's just, it cracks me up, but that's, you know, basketball's a funny game like that. The three point line really, really changes variance on stuff, but you got anything else for us, Brent? No, I appreciate you having me up. We'll catch you next time. Sure. Sure. Um, all right. Yeah. And I want to reiterate just, uh, uh, DM me on Twitter or email me a screenshot. I will get some of the stuff passed along to Spotify Live. They're always working on this sort of stuff. Jiggy, I'm going to get to you in a second, but I'm going to get to some folks that are waiting. Uh, Drew, how are you? Hey, Kirk. How you doing, man? I'm pretty good. Uh, this one, uh, I mean, it, it was nice. It would have been nice if they'd have hit maybe just, say, three or four of those and hit them the other night. But, you know... Yeah, you know, I guess you you got to enjoy it while you can. I I, I get that's that, right. But, uh, that's right. You know, I'm not gonna do yeah. any crazy yeah. crazy trash talk, but I am going to just I'm gonna enjoy the win. 
to shoot like that after you shot like, well, we know what they shot like the last game. That's just, that's just crazy. You know, when you think about it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, basically one thing that I'd like to look at to do on the offseason also is, is, is work on his finishing get at the rim because the the Warriors have kind of figured out, you know, that he kind of goes into the paint to pass. Curry stole about three times on him there that he was, you know, a foot from the rim and passing out, you know, uh it you know, more teams are gonna do that. And I think he has to to think that, hey, you know, they're not always gonna come in on him and, and he needs to start finishing some of those inside and where to open up those those passes out to three again. Yeah. Well, what we did see was other Mavericks attacking the rim. I mean, tonight yes. tonight was Dor- Dorian Finney-Smith's first rim bucket of the series. And he had quietly made himself very valuable by doing that all season. And the Warriors' length just sort of shut him down. I mean, I think he, he – I don't want to say he had the yips, but there were elements, you know, when he got blocked by, I want to say it was Draymond and mm-hmm. um, Looney in game one. Like he just kind of went into a shell for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, one more thing. Can you tell me who Max Zalowski is? Uh, we we got to be. T- are you talking about from the the um, Luca the being named first, NBA team, first team? The first. Yeah, I've been watching <laughs> NBA basketball since the '60s, and I'm looking at this name, Max. Who the hell is that? I mean, to be, I mean, Tim Duncan, Kevin Durant, and Max Lazar are the only other three to do that before age. Uh, he played nineteen. He played from nineteen forty six to nineteen fifty six. So that explains it. I was born in fifty six, so it's one of the very few <laughs> NBA players before my time. <laughs> wow. <sighs> okay. I, yeah, I just had to bring that up because that that I some Max Lazar. So what the? So the thing about it is, is that's kind of crazy because back then. I thought everybody went to college for four years and came out, but they must have had, I don't know. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's why. I do. I do. I will. I may actually look into this. I, one of my good buddies is this guy named Curtis Harris, who runs the Twitter account pro hoops history has his own incredible sub stack. If you like basketball mm-hmm. history a lot, he is a better basketball historian than anyone. The NBA has because the NBA doesn't really count a lot of stuff and it gets really like, they just don't have the, the NBA is a small business in certain elements, and they don't have a great grasp on their history. Mark Stein um, would would concur with me on this, and I'll ask him about this one because this is it's funny because I, I don't remember the name either. Never heard it before. Yeah, and, and and like I said, back then it was very rare for a guy to even play three seasons before he was twenty four because for sure, you know, typically they went to college. But if you're going way back then, for I mean, when the league was starting up, maybe they just took a, a, a bunch of guys that were not, you know, into the college. Because if you remember, and this is something a lot of people don't know, the NFL and the NBA and a whole lot of them back then, a lot of your best college players didn't even go in the pro leagues because they could literally actually make more money getting a college sure. job because they didn't really pay anything back then, you know. But For sure. Well, thanks, Drew. Throw that out there. Hey, you know, it, it never happened before until the Red Sox did it. So I, I guess who knows, <laughs> you know, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'd love, I'd love to see it happen. You know, like, like you said, I'm going to have to be talked more into it because, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to get what, to get to watch at least one more game of basketball because playoff games, yes. when you, when you pull back and you look at certain things like, like sometimes, you know, playoff games are rarer than they feel 
but you know, when you got a guy like Dirk for a billion years, he played 140 something playoff games. Yeah. And he and spoiled what, us. And, the, and also for the, for the guys on this team, the more playoff games you play, the, the more you learn, the more experience hey, the, you get, you know, you know, that kind of thing. And it's great for Luca because like he said, he says, I'm still learning and everything like that. So, you know, another game for him to, you know, to, to get experience and learn things. So there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's right. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. All right, here. Let's go to uh, my guy, Iwan, another East Coaster. Thanks for staying up late with us. What do you got for us, friend? Hey, what's going on? Just enjoying the evening. And, uh, <laughs> everything's better when we win, right? That is correct. <laughs> um, I-, I wasn't able to watch the game, really. I mean, I got a little bit of the third quarter. I saw that, that Dorian drive you was referring to. So he had a three on the wing, and then he hit that drive. I'm like, okay, that's the Dorian we like to see. And then I put my phone away. I'm like, okay, we're about 30. Check back another 20 minutes. I'm like, it's a 10-point game. I'm like, what happened? Like, what what was it? Their starting bench against G League bench, and that's what got him back into the game. I mean, they just they just kept attacking, and you know, they're hitting shots from everywhere, and they threw the they threw a zone at the Mavericks. And the Mavericks did not um, did not really properly attack it until the lead had gotten down from like 29 to about 16 or so. And even then, when they started attacking it properly, and what I mean by that is like driving and not just shooting threes. Right. Um, it the Warriors just had the momentum going. We're pushing on every make, and it it just got it got ugly quick, you know. Once they even they even put Luca back in and it didn't really stop, which is not you know shouldn't be as surprising because it's not like Luca's defensive you know stalwart <laughs> or anything. But yeah, I don't know, it's it's a frustrating thing, and I I suspect if Kerr goes to that, they have a day to kind of look at different options and things of where they are. But it, it I will tell you, it was a really good visual for how long the Warriors are, even their like bench guys when they're out there playing zone and they all had their arms out. It's like, good God. Yeah. I mean, I was hoping for, you know, when I thought of third quarter squad, I'm like, okay, all our starters can rest. Nobody, can, you know, could go back in and burn no more minutes. And I'm just hoping the bench could just hold it down. But of course, Luca got to come back in. Another starter got to come back in. I'm like, come on. Well, man. yeah, it's like, like we want, like apparently – Apparently they want Reggie Bullock to I, I'm like the 700 minute mark is just cracking me up because he's at 600 and no he was at 630 or was Dorian have more I can't remember like they're they're north of 650 minutes though at this point yeah we have the top three minutes um players in the playoffs right now uh, yeah well three so of the four three of the four Tatum actually has more. Than um Brunson. than Brunson, but it's not many. So yeah, um, and one more thing, I was like, I know, I'm pretty sure Dwight Powell was well was well dressed tonight for zero. Okay, one. Dwight Powell got some good cardio in tonight. Zero one zero. He has to he has to be training for like a marathon or something. Like maybe the Boston Marathon. He got to be doing something like yeah. zero yeah, one he, zero. <laughs> yeah, he, he's 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 the Kirk Henderson of the Dallas Mavericks. Oh my just God. All, like looking like you're doing something, and then nothing ever happens. Yeah, I mean, I mean, lastly, at least, um, you know, with all these games being national televised, even though we have Reggie Miller calling the games, at least they can they can really see the glaring lack of talent that we have. Like if 
two of our starters does not give us any production. You saw what happened in game three. And sure. tonight, they gave us production and look at, you know, the capabilities that we have. But it's like, if one or two starters miss, it's like, like who are the Mavericks? Like, sure. <laughs> who are we playing with? You know what I'm saying? Well, so, that was what's nice about this one is that Brunson and Luca were really inefficient, if we're yeah. being honest and they they won the game and i'm looking forward to hopefully luca finding some efficiency in the next game i mean he since you said you didn't see a ton of the game he drove a whole bunch and couldn't get some to fall was taking bumps i mean you know the warriors play good defense and he was just growing increasingly frustrated and it was i'm i'm this was a like early in the game the first probably 18 minutes was a lot of bad Doncic. Uh, body language, and I'm glad that it didn't cost them. Yeah, I mean, back to what Drew said in regards to Doncic working on stuff in the offseason. I mean, pretty much like 70 pops. I mean, he can, he got to work on his free throws, of course, you know, his 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 physique, um, his demeanor. And lastly, it's like 75% of his shots, or I would say misses, or from three. Like, he shoots a great percentage, two-pointer, you know, restricted area paint, but it's yeah. like Majority of his misses always is always from three point line, so it's like he you know he could just work on those, get those better, and I'm pretty sure he'd be a lot better um, next year. But um, yeah, congrats to him for first team All NBA. We knew that was gonna happen. And, That's right. You know, it's still congrats. nice to see though. It's like crazy when you look at the number of people who've done it in their first three seasons. I wrote an article on this, so you'd think that I would just like have the stuff in my head, but it was like Luca, Larry Bird. Tim Duncan and who was the uh, George Gervin, uh, Larry Bird, George Gervin, and Tim Duncan is the only players to earn three or more All NBA honors in their first four seasons since the ABA NBA merger. Yeah, and pretty cool. Uh, yeah, to to imagine, sorry, to imagine like all the Luca slander in the beginning of the season, he's overweight, and to come from that from October to like November and not being fully in shape. And to still make first team all NBA, like that says a lot about his skill, his IQ, you know, and him as a player. So if he just take that focus, you know, off season, the NBA is his next year. If if he if he just put the work, that, you know, that that dedication in, in off season. Well, I'm hopeful. Well, yeah. Thanks for glad joining. We a, glad we on the board. Yes, sir. That's right. Talk soon. Right. Okay. Um. I'm going to go look in the chat. So apparently what's happening with this is if you if you're not seeing it, you know, talk to me. I'm going to invite you up on stage. We can chat for a minute and then it actually seems to solve itself. Um the screenshots are still pretty helpful though, so I'm going to um I'm going to invite Jiggy. Where is he here? Uh there you go. Uh and maybe it will allow him to come up and talk. And the same for you, Christoph, if you're still having this problem. Um and we will see uh, you know, if, if that can, can fix some things. So, um, not sure. I sent the request, Jiggy, if you're not able to join, let me know, send me a different uh, message like you did earlier. I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to bring on just in the short term, my man, Mr. Foz, what's happening? God, he has glorious hair. Jealous. Hit that unmute button for us. All right. Um, we may have to. There he is. Is he letting you hey, talk? What's up, Kirk? Yeah. How are you doing? Pretty good. Um, I'm actually talking to you guys from England yes. right now. I'm visiting family. That's really cool. Oh, God. What time is it? 
It's 6 a.m. Okay, good morning. <laughs> yeah, good morning. Did, did you was... get to see any of this? Did you stay up, like, or did you wake up at, like, 2.30 in the morning to, like, turn on the game? Yeah, I woke up at, like, 2 oh a.m. Um... <laughs> That's hardcore. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, I think, I mean, I'm still pretty jet-lagged. I only got there, like, two days ago, so I woke up, like, 1:50 a.m. and I had a pounding headache and I was like, "Oh my god, do I really want to do this?" That's and like a hangover headache. I'm sorry. That. <laughs> well, at least they won for you. Yeah, seriously. Like I've been, I only kept up with Game Three on the plane over to England, so you know I haven't really gotten to watch much of this series. And I just gotta say, I like, I just needed to see one win, and I finally got my fix. Yes, <laughs> that's what I was going out, as the kids say, going out sad was not I was just not looking forward to that because even though it doesn't if the Mavericks were to have lost tonight it doesn't take away from the really great season I just didn't want to end that way <laughs> exactly exactly um yeah I actually really don't have much else to say just just sit you know tuning in to say I'm really glad we won and um you know hopefully there's going to be a couple more games post game uh, parties or whatever and i really got to catch up on sleep so i'll catch you, you do later. all right thanks buddy talk soon oh man that's hardcore hanging out for that long um let's see here derek what's up buddy oh derek. hey kirk there how's it are. going it's going what do you got for us hey. tonight? man uh, it's it's nice uh, after game two and game three <laughs> to have a win at least. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I was very uh, sad. I was kind of bummed. Like I people know, that know that was, I do this for 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 fun were like, oh, "Are you okay?" Like checking in on me, like you know, like somebody died. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Yeah, that that was like my wife <laughs> after like. Game three, like game two, game two was really hard. And then game three happened. It was like, damn, are we, are we really done? Like after, after everything that we've came through, you know, um, but, um, you know, I saw a tweet tonight, I think it was from CBA Mavs, you know, just, um, it was late in the game. It was, uh, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was, it was more about just uh, doing a progression to the mean as far as like the three pointers go. So like, you know, we missed so many open threes, like the first three games. Yes. And we finally started hitting them. And it was just like, yes, that, you know, that it had to, it had to happen at some point. And I guess the question is, can it keep happening? You know, for the next three games, <laughs> or at least the next game, you know, it, um, I don't know, but that's, that's the way our offense is, um, designed basically, you know, the drive and kick and those open three pointers, they've been there every game. So I don't see why they won't be there next game. And can we keep, can we, Keep hitting them to keep, you know, keep winning these games. No, no, isn't that crazy? I mean, they stopped targeting Looney. 
which made me happy. Though, like, Looney sent Spencer Dinwiddie shit back at his face at one point that had Mm -hmm. me cackling. Where it's just like, how many times are we going to get blocked by this guy until people (laughs) realize, like, don't attack him in these one-on-one situations. What are we doing? Yes. Um, Oh. But it... Yeah, but it's like they stopped doing like the I'll tell you I'll, I'll put it to you like this, Derek. The process is good. The process is good when the Mavericks stick to it. When they start missing shots, it gives the Warriors the ability to take a step closer to the lane for Luka drives because they just they're not fearful of the shooters, which then results in Luka not being able to make passes because there's just guys in the passing lane which then means he's taking worse and tougher shots and the Warriors are forcing him into the hardened ball that they, that, that people accuse Luca of playing. And it's like, that's what the defense is designed to do. I mean, it's really something where, you know, you look at Luca's stat lines, like, Oh, I don't know how they're, if they're playing him that well on defense. Well, the assists are the big one, you know, sometimes it's make or miss, but other times it's just the Mavericks aren't, he's not having the opportunity to make some passes because the Warriors are just everywhere. Oh, absolutely. And gosh, the Harden comparisons like drive me crazy as I know they do you as well. <laughs> like it's just, uh, it's just like, it's so obvious. If you watch Mavs games, you know, like he's, he's not, he's not Harden. Well, you know, this goes two ways because I think when we talk about the Harden stuff, reputationally, Harden has such a, 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 a he just has a reputation disappearing. So that pisses us off. But when we talk about like what with people who mean it in a complimentary way, I think they mean the ability to get into the lane, to get to the rim and to take threes. But like Harden was frankly way better at drawing fouls and was a way better three point shooter. So it's just I don't see it in the same way. But it's it's a lot of people who mean it, like particularly analysts, mean it in a complimentary fashion. It just drives us crazy because of some of the some of the narrative elements. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like um Kind of like you were saying, like, uh, well, just with Harden, like, you know, with the freeze factor, you know, like, you know, Luca, that's definitely some an area he could definitely work on, like, especially if he's going to be playing more off the ball, like these open threes that he's getting, you know, I I think he made maybe one tonight, but like, I, he got several open opportunities, or were just like Jalen or or somebody else just drove and. And kicked it out to him for an open three pointer, and he he missed it. It's, you know, and it's not something that he's accustomed to doing either. So it's just like it's just one more thing that I think he'll get better at as he as he gets older. But you know, I besides all that stuff, you know, I, you know, I, obviously we're we're facing an uphill battle <laughs> um, going into the rest of this series, and you know, like you know, Jalen said on the postcast which you know I, I hate that they bring players up at the end of these like post like these post game shows like you know I, I know they probably don't want to do that but anyway he you know he was like you know that we just got to take it one game at a time and you know that's that, that's exactly all we all we have to hope for is just one game at a time and the only other point I want to bring up is like the Warriors bench players, you know, they have these lottery picks coming in and, you know, where we have like basically <laughs> compared to what they have. Um, right. And, you know, it's just hard to, you know, to see, you know, like, 
you know, Reggie Miller basically, uh, you know, saying, oh, man, look at these players coming in and, you know, just not really recognizing, oh, like Dallas, you know, what would, you know, what would happen if they had these players coming off their bench, you know, but that's all I'll leave it. You know, thanks. Thanks, Kurt, for bringing me up. I appreciate it. <laughs> sure thing, buddy. Talk, talk soon. All right. Um, hey, Chris, how you doing? Hey, Kirk, how's it going? What's good? What do you got for us tonight? Yeah, so to quote the new Nicolas Cage movie, we just win one more game, baby, and we're back. Not that we sure. were anywhere. <laughs> so, um, yeah, game five. Yeah, we got to win that one, obviously. Um, you think attacking the basket, obviously, that helped us win. I mean, you know, making 23s helps, too, but. Yes. We're going to keep doing that. I mean, do you think that Steve Kerr has a counterpunch to that? You know, like knowing that we're going to do what we did in game four. Um, they're not, they don't really have many bigs. I mean, well, I they held out auto Porter. Porter could have played tonight. Um, they're, you know, he has a history of injuries. He is big. He, 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 he plays more of a big man role, but he's uh, such a skilled player. I think you play him on in game five and try to help close out. Uh, he's been big off their bench. I think that, you, you know, the, the, they got shell-shocked and bombed and then came back in. I really wish the Mavericks would have held on to the lead because something like that establishes some doubt. But you you bring it back within eight points and didn't even need to do it with your starters or anything. These guys are really confident. They're Good confident boy. in their process. Yeah, you know, we went into that fourth quarter. I was like, I guarantee, you know, had my friend with me. I was like, guarantee we're winning no matter what. It's just, it's not going to happen. We're, tw- we're up 29 points. There's just no way we're going to lose them. Right. I cannot believe it got to that. So, so the, the counter punch, so to speak, is do what they did to the Mavericks the first three games, you know? Right, right. And, um, I noticed Looney wasn't really out there much in the second half. Do you feel like this was kind of a play around game for Kerr that just like rest up Looney for, is he just exhausted? Maybe. I mean, maybe there's there. That's an interesting argument. I I I do think some of it, you know, the Mavericks had got a few more of the 50-50 balls than they've been getting. You know, they didn't get killed on the offensive rebounds as much, and I think Looney plays a big part in that because he draws a lot of attention relative to the rest of the Warriors. I mean, I don't know. It's and they were playing players um, tonight. The Warriors were. I mean, they have a much deeper bench, obviously, but they're yeah. playing players we haven't even seen yet in this series. Yeah. <laughs> like Jonathan Kaminga not playing until game four blows. I mean, play. we're playing a like, seven-man rotation. I mean, tonight, yeah, technically eight with Frank Nilakina coming in. And thank God he had at least five points. I mean, so, like, give us something, you know. Kaminga would be the Mavericks, like, fifth best player just by uh, existing. It's really oh, funny. Oh, yeah. Did, didn't you see that? Dwight Powell had um, – what did he have, like, two points? Oh, he had no point points. Like he had that? one rebound in 12 minutes. That was his that's only right, stat. Yeah, yeah, one rebound and nothing else. Like, And that's our starting center. Yep. Like, good God. If we just had at least a solid center – we wouldn't be in this position now. Like it, it, at the worst, we'd be tied, you know, two two. But it is what it is. They're gonna have to do, cliche, you know, take it one game at a time. But if they could win that game five, it's a right. series now, and we're going back to Dallas, and everything. The pressure is all on Golden State. But yeah, they've got to, They're just gonna have to win no matter what. So. Well, thanks for joining, Chris. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Let's go to my man Brett. How you doing, Brett? Hey, Kirk. Yeah. So. I think that, you know, people talk a lot about in the playoffs about coaches making adjustments um, and like, you know, making lineup changes, like changing, you know, the style of play. And I'll preface this with saying that while 
I, I know like I'm very familiar with like the shortcomings of like the shot, the shot quality data and like the fact that it, you know, f- because of the, how, how it's calculated, it really kind of overrates how the Mavericks play because of the types, types of shots they generate. Yeah. It, 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 it thinks that they're a better team than they are and a better shooting team. Yes. Um, that's but, a good, like I sort of, I didn't mean to like slander that guy the other oh, night. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a slight over. It's a slight exaggeration that gives the perception that the Mavericks should be beating the Warriors. <laughs> I just don't, based off of the basketball I've watched, I, you know, yes, they've missed some threes, but it's it's been more than that. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, th- there are games in which you will watch a team lose and think that, like, even if they lose by, you know, 10, 15 points, that they, that they you know, significantly outplay the other team and because of shot variance lost. Like, that does mm-hmm. happen in the NBA frequently. Sure. And that's not what's happened in these first three games. Um, but I do think that, like, the coaching staff and kids' decision to basically not really – Kind of like you're down 3-0. Like lots of coaches would say, like we're gonna throw in the kitchen sink. We're gonna like play different players, try some drastically different lineups. But they kind of are sticking with what has got them pretty good shots throughout the series. Yeah. Like, like if you say that the Mavs, you know, shoot a reasonable percentage in games one or three, or that the Warriors shoot, you know, a reasonable percentage in game two, then it would at least be, at least would have been, you know. You know, a three-one. I mean, like a two-two series. And so, obviously, you know, that doesn't guarantee you anything going forward. But it's not like it's not like the Mavs have been outclassed, and that they're like throwing, you know, throwing stuff at the wall um, and hoping it sticks. Yes. Yeah. I, they're they simply have a narrower path, and that was literally always the case. Um, I think that that you know you listening to some national people talk about it, where it's like, oh well, the war. I mean, the Warriors have frankly, like, the Warriors played better than they played against the Grizzlies and against yeah, they played the Warriors, than they played against Denver. The Warriors are take like took. I mean, and I, and I think this. I think some of this comes through in the way that Steph and Draymond have like talked about Luca and have talked about the Mavs team in general and like the respect that they have for for the for that team for the team in a way that I don't think that they had that respect for. Their team, their opponents in the previous two series. I think that's um, absolutely the case. Like John Morant tweeting, it's like, ah, oh, well, if I was healthy, we would have won. It's like, I don't think so, man. Like the that fifty, you know, the, the the Warriors had enough brain farts, and and tonight could maybe be classified to that by the Warriors, where it's just like they let they left their foot up off the gas. But I mean, it's I watched all those Grizzlies games. The Grizzlies have with. I really like the Grizzlies and it just, it's like the, there's just like an odd notion of, of the fact that, you know, you can tell kind of who's watched more playoffs. And it's like when the war, like the Warriors are playing some of their best basketball at the right time. That's the point. So it's like, it's not something that, that, um, I try not to like, like focus on it in the sense of, of, cause it, it you know, you don't want to, you just like, I'm happy that they won the game. Is, is kind of where it is. And, and you know, you look at some of this stuff and sometimes you just run into a buzzsaw. Like, I think the argument could be made against, like, Phoenix. The the Mavericks maybe weren't they, – they weren't the more talented team. Like, it's – I they, they played better, and they played better at the right time. But I think, you know, it's, like, top to bottom with, like, talent level. Like, do we really think the Mavericks are more talented than the Suns? Like – yeah, I mean, and, and that's and that's the thing is that, and this is something that happens much more frequently in 
in, you know, if you think about like the NFL or leagues in which series are shorter or single elimination, that happens very frequently where teams that are clearly like less talented win because they, you know, play a better game. They have a better strategy. And I think that that is true of the Mavs probably in the second round uh, that, that they won that series against the Suns because they like had a the correct game plan and they executed it over seven games and they caught some breaks in terms of what seems like some like locker room dysfunction and some other stuff going on with the Suns, as well sure. as like Chris Paul being old and worn down. Yep. But but I mean that's not taking anything away from the Mavs. But I and I do think that um, I mean I think the Mavs going forward, like I I I don't know. I mean I have like a relative degree of hope. Like I don't like. Like they could easily just like lose because they are due for a game in which they like look bad. Mm-hmm. But but also, I mean, I don't know. Like as you said earlier, like I don't think like even if they you know come out and you know have a stinker in the next game and then lose you know four one, I don't think there's really anything that to like take to like be critical. Like if you're kind of, if you like you know a year from now look back at this or even a month from now and you say like oh the Mavs lose in you know five games to the Warriors. That's not like a season to be disappointed in in any way. Yeah. Like yeah, like, like, like like if you imagine you know think think about yourself when the playoffs started. Like think about the moment when like Luca got injured in the final game of the regular season. And if you thought like right now that the Mavs would be in the in the conference finals, like you would take that and say like oh hundred percent. What happens after that? The first twenty games of the year were like just as the, to quote my buddy Josh like absolute dog water. They were un. The Mavericks were unwatchable for a really long time, and their shot quality stank. You know, Luca wasn't getting to the eight-foot area like he started getting to around mid-December, and this has just been re- like the progression of what we've witnessed has been really, really fun. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, and the last thing I was going to say is that the NBA is due for a team to come back from a three-zero deficit because it's happened in you know basically every other league that plays seven-game series. Ugh. It's not. What's- that would be so wild. That'd be so I mean, wild. The, the Warriors are the only team to have ever, you know, lost a three-one lead in the finals. Sure. They could make some more history history here. And the Mavs are also the last team to blow a three-one a three-zero deficit as well. <laughs> Was so, that against the Blazers? Yeah. Was that two thousand and three? Three. Man, I remember that. That was pain. That was horrifying. Yeah. That, I mean. I mean. So you know. I mean, it, it could happen. I mean, like, like it had never happened in baseball until, you know, as Chris said earlier, that the Red Sox, you know, did it in in 2004. So, I mean, it could happen. It, it like likely won't. But imagine, you know, how good that would feel uh, as, sure. as fans. Well, and, and I mean, just, if, if it's, you know, you never want to have a moral victory, but it's just this was the closest thing I think that I'm going to be accepting from that because. I didn't want to go out in a way that made it feel like, oh, well, we where we could have a discussion with like the idiot Suns fans who are so willing to say that this is luck. And it's just, it's like, come on, uh, come on guys. Anyhow. Yeah. And, and I agree with the person in the chat who said that, that, that this next game is very important. And if you're the Warriors, you have to kind of win that game because, you know, it's hard to see if the Mavs won, you know, game five. Than losing Game Six at home. Shout out, shout out to my man Ethan in the chat who says Game Five is the key. Because <laughs> it's exactly. like, yeah, well, I mean, I, mean, I know key. he's doing it it's, as a joke, it's but a, it's still it's funny a, to read. You know, it's, it's I think it's a must-win game for the Mavs. 
It, I think it's <laughs> uh, thanks so much, man. No problem. Have a good night. Yep. Um, and again, guys, if anybody's having trouble with the request button, put it in the chat. I'll try to notice it. You know, I, I do a, a lot of back and forth during all this. Um, but we're going to go to my, my friend Josh here for a second. How you doing, Josh? Hey, how you doing? Kurt? All right. All right. What do you got for us? Yeah. Well, first, the next game is always key. <laughs> I think that's going to hold up as a, uh, as a policy. Um, and you just, you just hit on it. What you said, uh, just a little bit ago, it's like the, the warriors are peaking, you know, have peaked and got healthy and then they incorporated clay and man, I mean, he was a, he was kind of like a tire fire to start off and they got clay re, you know, kind of re-entered into what has become the same system, but with a lot of new hinges and they're peaking at exactly the right time. And we've learned that momentum is real. So in the sun series, momentum is definitely real. So it's not to count out that tonight's win could be like kind of a momentum shift if something were to happen and we look back at it, that would be really awesome. But also, uh, you know, a lot of NBA seasons when you like kind of equate the playoffs, really, when you look, when you look at them, it has to do with like teams being healthy and, and, and building momentum and peaking at the correct time. And man, the Warriors peaking, man, jeez. I mean, they were like, I watched a, Warriors were on television a lot. Warriors did not look like this, and no small part. Draymond Green was hurt for a lot of the year. He had a back injury, and I I cannot stress to anyone that has never dealt with back stuff how incredibly insane it is to me that that he is playing at all, let alone playing like this. Um, And it's just, you know – they got one, and let's let's see what the Mavs let's see what the Mavs do with uh, Game Five. You're right. Draymond is looking kind of kind of fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, and I didn't really expect that was the thing I didn't expect. I did expect Clay to start shooting well because that I'll, seemed. I'll, I'll tell you this: the Warriors fans also expect Clay to start shooting well. The 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 Clay thing. This is a you know it's obviously it's a Mavs chat, but like the 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 sort of. Clay hurt himself so badly, and it, it's he just hasn't he's not strung together consistency like they would have hoped for how prolific a player he is. And they have you know he's a big contract and Pool does a lot, but you know you, you also saw the limitations of Pool tonight, where the Mavericks sort of finally attacked the shit out of him, and it mattered. And and you know maybe the Mavericks go to that a little more often. Yeah, that's why the optimists in here. Uh, aren't misguided in the sense that momentum is a thing, and and it it looked really bleak in the Sun series to be honest, yeah. and the Mavs turned it around. So that's a thing. I would also say that um, an interesting thing is also that to the Suns fans who are calling that luck, I mean the interesting part of it is, dude, the Suns were a fucking juggernaut, and. That was a really tough second round, um, emotionally, physically. 
and we're running a really short fucking rotation. And these people are like, oh, it's luck. No, the Mavericks had to run a short rotation to whoop those arrogant, you know, ass faces. And now they're up against this Warriors team that actually, if it had been some weeks ago, they didn't seem so great. But now we're up against this Warriors team just put it all together after well, they're giving, going through a gauntlet. <laughs> they're giving Dallas nothing. Too like yesterday. This was one of my favorite. Um, I think his name's uh, Om Young, Young Masuk. I don't want to mispronounce the man's name at ESPN. Who who tweeted out a quote from Curry? Someone jokingly asked Curry about like, "Hey, you got to see Luca's you know shimmy up close. Do you have any thoughts?" And he said, 10 of ten, no notes. My only thought would be maybe that he needs to do it a little longer," which is just hilarious because it's like. <laughs> Booker is is a smug shit, um, and they gave they gave like in Paul you know Chris Paul's a you know water bug he's frustrating like they gave Luca a lot to chew on and the Warriors really aren't doing that like Wiggins has been like asked a lot of questions and he's just like yeah I'm, every answer is pretty bland it's it, like there's just nothing and so it's like I I do think that actually matters in this series because like Luca tends to like thrive off of contrived nonsense and there's been none of it in this series dude it's so weird that you bring that up because while I'm watching the game and I didn't really think about it it's like Draymond Green is trying really hard to be Luca's friend the entire game, every game, I'm like, actually, could you be an asshole? Could you be an asshole? <laughs> right. It's not happening. Oh, man. Well, anyway, I'll let some other people get on, but, man, that's hilarious. Somebody mm. needs to, somebody needs to like, punch Luca or something. That's how For we're sure. going to win this series. Punch sure. Luca. All, All right, right Josh. Thanks uh, so much. much. Love. Yeah, mm-hmm. peace. Ethan notes in the chat that, um, that Draymond and others want Luca to join Clutch, and there's Let's say I'll how to phrase this. My understanding is that that's not just smoke, like the the Luca changing representation thing. But that's a different deal. I don't want to talk about that right now. Anyways, um, let's go to Tyler. Hey Tyler, what's up? Oh, nothing much. The basketball was a a good escape from the uh, actions of the day. Yeah. So yes. that was a that was a fun game. Like it was fun. I mean, it was you know it was a little anticlimactic. Like I don't think the Mavericks are ever going to play a clutch time game ever again. But uh, I'm okay with that. Well, they tried to in this one. So, um, you know, I don't know necessarily if this changes much of the series. I did just see that uh, Brad Townsend tweeted. You know, this thing should be two two, right? It's like, yeah, thanks. We know. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. We're well aware of this fact, but, um, you know, if we win game five, I think it gets a little more interesting. At least, uh, you, if you make them come back here, it at least puts a little bit of thought in their head. We saw this happen earlier this postseason with, uh, Toronto and Philly when, uh, Toronto was down 3-0, but Philly ended up actually winning game six in Toronto. So, you know, we'll just see. We will just see, but no, this is all free to- basketball. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's better to not be swept than to be swept. <laughs> like I, I will admit to everyone, I've been building a big weekend of like TV watching. Like I've been putting together an agenda because my wife and I are very far behind on things we want to watch. And if the Mavericks have to play Thursday or they do have to play Thursday, if they have to play Saturday, 
I'm going to have to explain this. And, you know, I, I would like to have to explain it. Don't get me wrong. Cause this is good for me. The matter, like, like I take, I, you know, I don't work all year for, uh, for, for the Mavericks to go home early, but, but it is funny. Cause it's just like the two times now I've started to build out things. One time I ended up with a puppy, um, where I'm like, Oh, trying to plan for the future. Oh, well. Hey, Thanks, them, winning is, them winning is very good for business, my friend. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right, Tyler. We'll talk soon. Alrighty. We'll see you later. Okay. I'm going to go to Grayson. Grayson with, uh, how you doing, Grayson? We're an hour into this, so I don't want to offend anybody that's in the lower bowl. Grayson, hit the unmute button. Hey, hey, um, hey. Can you hear me? Sorry. I was yes. Gra- Grayson hit me early in the game with a great, I'm pretty sure it was you, uh, where I was, I, I tweeted something out about lower bowl fans and like, I had a lot of lower bowl fans send me DMs and they're like, Oh, it's great here. You don't know what you're talking about. Like the energy in the crowd has been different these games than they were against Phoenix. I don't know. You know, maybe people want to disagree. It's fine. But you killed me with a quote. You, you sent a tweet at me where it said, you know, <laughs> they're all from Preston Hollow. The only time they get angry is at school board meetings and I died. Like that was a funny tweet. Anyhow, how you doing? I appreciate that, Kirk. Thank you. Uh, first of all, I just want to say, Man, what a fun season this has been. Like, I don't have any expectations from this point on. Like, I'm just riding this high. I mean, they, if they lose game five, like, you know, I'm obviously not going to be happy about it. But, like, come on. Like, this – what a run this has been, man. I'm, I'm enjoying this so much. Um, so, Steve Kerr, man, so much respect for that guy. Like, unbelievable amounts of respect for him as a coach, but more so as a person. And I've loved watching how he's used his platform, you know, especially during his time in golden state, but just during his whole career, I just have so much respect for that guy. Um, So I just wanted to come up and say that, you know, some things are bigger than basketball. And like someone said earlier, like today was a rough day and thank God that this game happened because I feel so much better. Um, But anyway, that's all I really wanted to say. I'm glad you enjoyed the Preston Hollow tweet. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Anyway, long day, great game. So happy that they pulled this one out. And you know what? Hey, if someone's eventually in the NBA, gotta, gotta blow a 3-0 lead. And we got Luka Doncic. So, you know, you never know. Do I expect it? No. But would it be fun? Absolutely. Right. 100%. 100%. Um, man, yeah, no, was a, the, I'm, I'm, I was actually reading some of the pre and post game quotes, um, as, uh, as, as you were talking. So thanks for coming up, Grayson. Yeah, of course. And let's see if we can get that roof fixed. Yeah. Isn't that the second time? Oh yeah. I got just a note in the chat, uh, just to correct something. Um, Steve Kerr's father was actually killed by gunmen. Like he was assassinated. So he had, it's not like violence that Kerr has a connection to. It is literally gun violence. So, um, I just looked that I was pretty sure, but I wanted to look it up on, on Wikipedia before I ran my mouth. Um, yeah. Anyhow, thanks so much, Grayson. We'll talk soon. Yeah. I appreciate it, Kerr. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ruben, his father was a diplomat, uh, and was killed in January of 84. um, by you know he's, he's shot in the head like it's it's not pretty it's uh yeah so there's a reason that he feels so passionately about this like personal connection to somebody noted um let's go next to my guy logan what's up yeah logan I always bring you on after after tough stuff so uh <laughs> light this back up will you <laughs> well uh let's see yeah it's hard to follow um actually no i did 
they did show the national anthem before the game, which I feel like they've kind of skipped over that. And I was like, whoa, I'm not ready for this. Like, sure. But anyways, the game picked us up. Luca cut. There was a couple Luca cuts. Yeah, I may be pressing my staff to put up an article specifically about the Luca cut. I well, it's like four to one, which who knows? We can win next time. But it's like I can only hope that some things carry over and just a little bit of pace pushing, some Luca cuts. You know, I'm just like kind of looking for the things where it's like, because if they learn on the fly, that's a good sign. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what we've been asking for is them to learn on the fly. So. You know what this is all building up to, though, is us to force a Game 7 and lose. You do realize that. So you don't get to watch TV this weekend. <laughs> well, they do this, like, like they do this every other day thing now. And, like, the makes me wonder, like, the, the planning out of the conference finals has got to be difficult because you're getting, like, you're trying to secure dates. And I think Cuban, Cuban took a lot, of, a lot of flack today for, I think he was, like, complaining about the conference finals schedule. And a lot of people were mad that he didn't talk about the shooting. And it's like, Mark Cuban is not going to win whether he tweets one one way or the other, but the, the schedule thing is 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 interesting to me because it's just, man, these guys are what? Like, can you imagine that if they did somehow play three more basketball games? That's just it, it's kind of inconceivable to me. Yeah, that's actually like more than any tactical thing. Why I can't imagine us like that's my biggest barrier. Like someone's legs will die because I already thought that they were dead on the last game, and I think they just kind of pulled something out and the Warriors, you know, kind of were laying off as they do. Yeah, I could I can't imagine a game seven and like the intensity of that and like Reggie Bullock right. trying to run around and yeah. Um and then he had like three injuries today too. Yes. But Dang. that is the nature of how he plays basketball. And I had a lengthy debate with one person texting me, I think well, this is my my friend Jamal on Twitter who I think Luca, I, I think Luca likes to play heavy, just because of the contact he absorbs. I think he would rather absorb it like that than be two twenty five and getting hammered. Mm, um, that's interesting. Yeah. But the flip side of that is now he can't get past anybody, <laughs> and so it's it's like a little column A, a little column B. But he was getting, I mean, he got knocked to the ground three, four times a night. Maybe fell to the ground a few times, but. It's just the nature of how he plays. You know, well, he's got to keep attacking. I thought his ref stuff, this is actually what I expected. I thought it improved a little bit after he kind of called himself out on it after the J.J. Redick podcast. I thought it improved. I mean, this is rel- uh, relative, too, because he's always sure. very complaining. But and yep. then it, it kind of kicked back up for the playoffs, which I expected, because I was like, he's going to be amped up. It's Luca. He's emotional. I usually just ask, "What will, what would his emotions lead him to do?" And that's usually the thing Luca does. So, but um, I, I think I mean that's a real thing. Like I think as he has a more respectful relationship with them, which the refs annoy me. I'm not really saying it's Luca's fault. I just think that there's a gradual, like he's going to get older and more mature, and then he's going to get the calls, and then just kind of how it goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> but yeah, well, he cut. He cut. You know, it's always good. It's always, always good. good. But I was saying, um, yeah, I feel like it's got to go to games. That's just the ultimate way for us to like this crazy ride to just get to a game seven to where we like have this massive come up, another come down. It's just not going to stop. <laughs> That's right. All right. Thanks so much, Logan. We'll talk soon. You too. Okay. So there's a question in the chat from Ethan. Um, 
And where did it go here? It's basically the question of Kirk. What do you attribute Luca's inefficient shooting in these playoffs to in the past two years against the Clippers? His efficiency was absolutely amazing. Well, you know, you are playing some smaller sample. I also think we got to, you know, he does. He did have a a a was a grade two calf strain on his plant foot. Um, I wonder how much. I wonder how much that sort of plays into to elements of this. I, I do think he's not getting the kind of shots that were are high efficiency shots for him. Um, the finishing at the rim, you can tell it's pissing him off because um, he nearly like ripped his jersey in half at halftime when he missed that like uh, that last shot uh, the drive. I think he's ultimately a foul call, but you know Luca wants to finish. So so I think there's elements of that. I also think that you. Know, you Luca played some really great basketball against the, the Clippers because he was just hunting specific matchups. And I don't remember this playoffs, him actually hunting weak links if as effectively as he did against the Clippers. I mean, we forget this, but he scored 10 points in 60 seconds against uh, uh local clown fraud. Um, what's the, the, he's a Timberwolves point guard. What's wrong with me? Um, and Pat, Patrick Beverly. And he put he put Beverly out of business, you know, was was the quick thing. Um, so again, you guys are like debating in the chat grade one, grade two. I, I could have misstated that. I apologize. Point was though, it's like it was serious enough to where he missed a lot of days and then games. So it's like that's got to play part of it for me. Anyhow, okay, let's go to Ike. Hey Ike, what's up? Hey, Kirk, you there. There we go. Yeah, the the app's acting a little buggy. Um, I have sort of a it's not really a hot take. It was good to get this win, but I felt like this wasn't a good win because of you know, we go up twenty nine and then, you know, they basically kind of concede and bring in their bench players and they cut it down to eight. And as much as like, you know, we need to take it one game at a time. This was, you know, each game as we try to mount the comeback is, you know, a chance to kind of kind of mentally slowly break them game by game because obviously with their championship DNA and pedigree, they're playing incredibly confident to the extent where, you know, whenever we've had leads in these games or have been in these games and all they have to do is wait for that one blitzkrieg run and they know that they have us and so this was an opportunity for us to say oh we're still here by kind of somewhat you know maintaining that lead of 29 or in the 20s and by allowing them their second unit to come in and bring it down to eight we lost a really golden opportunity to really kind of start breaking that confidence down. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Planning seated doubt, and they don't feel that doubt. <laughs> They're just like, oh, we lost the game, you know. Yeah, and um, obviously I'm happy we, we didn't get swept. Um, but, you know, I, I think I'm glad we got the win. Don't get me wrong. So I'm not trying to piss on our parade or anything like that. Sure. Um, you know, I, I think the – some of the the media narrative where like, you know, yes, Golden State's presented as the older team with the experience and we're the younger team. When in fact, we're not a young team. We just play young. 
because we don't have, you know, the experience because, you know, yeah, we have some young players, but uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, Bullock, you know, Powell, uh, you know, these aren't young guys, you know, these are guys late twenties, you know, early thirties, if you will. Um, So, and it shows, especially when, you know, we get these leads, you know, Sheldon game two is showed here. Um, whereas, you know, when we find something successful and we build up the lead, we haven't really learned to like, really like consistently put our foot on the throat and yeah. consistently, you know, keep doing what got us that lead. It's like, okay, you know, jack up shots here and there and stuff like that. Fall in love with the three, especially when we see consecutive misses and things of that sort. So, um, yeah, you know, we're playing with house money because, you know, we've overachieved and we weren't really supposed to be here, but these are the things that, and the lessons that I hope they can learn, especially if, you know, we are able to at least get back in the series and, and, and make it and perhaps take it to game seven. For sure, man. For sure. Well, thank you for joining. Thanks, man. Yeah. The closing, I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. It is what it is. What are you going to do? Adam, welcome. What do you got? Uh, so I think coming into this game, I think this is this is probably the the team that I felt the best about that was down 3-0 in a series. And some of that is just – I actually originally thought Mavericks would win in five. And some of that's based on just how the Warriors maybe played down to their competition the first two rounds. But, yeah, but, but ultimately, like – I have, you know, the first two rounds, I didn't see the Warriors play, you know, have two above average shooting games, you know, in each of those series. And they've shot the ball amazing. You know, if you think about this entire series, I think for the for the first four games, they're about 50 percent overall, 40 percent from three. They've shot 35 percent from three in all four games. Um, especially, you know, I think 45% plus in games two and games three. And the Mavericks haven't really shot that well. I, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent on the law of averages, and I, I, I think the Mavericks trend up with their shooting, and I think, I think the Warriors trend down a little bit. And, and it, I think in a, in a way, I think them losing the 29-point lead, it's not a good thing, but I, I think I think – I think the Warriors they they uh, they underperform when they're when they're more overconfident. So them being a little bit overconfident going into Game Five, taking the Mavericks lightly, I think that bodes well for the Mavericks. Well, I'm gonna be interested. I'm just glad it got to this point. I I, I you know one one kind of game at a time, and and if the Mavericks can leverage some a few things differently, you know Sabas pointed this out in the chat. Like, I just still don't think the Mavericks are attacking pool enough. Um, I don't, I still don't think they're getting, you know, the Luca off ball stuff. It's like, we're joking about it, but it, it needs to be a thing that's normal and not, not something that we're like cheering on. But some of that is just the fact that the Mavericks kind of go my turn, your turn with their guard play. So I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm glad to be having, you know, these kind of discussions instead of lamenting, uh, you know, that the season's over. Yeah, do you mind if I make um, another sure. point? Uh, so uh, I'm not as worried about the zone defense from the Warriors. I think if they play zone next game, if they start, you know, they start the game out in zone. I, I I think the Mavericks, you know, you know, when you when you're the one thing about the Warriors, they they tire you out over the course of the game. And if they start out playing zone, I think the Mavericks will will be playing will be shooting the ball well in the first and. 
I think, I mean, I think that, I think that's a, that kind of lends itself to the Mavericks, you know, putting up a, you know, you know, going up 15 early in the first, second quarter. I, I, I think I'd like to see, I'd like to see the Mavericks go smaller, especially the last six minutes of the game. And I, I think, you know, Maxie's a, a godsend in the first three quarters defensively, but, you know, heavy, heavy legs especially are evident with him at the end of the game and just the, the uncontested drives from especially Steph Curry, you know, to the, to the basket and just not being able to contest those, those drives as well as they do the first three quarters. I'd, I'd love to see, I'd love to see Bullock, um, Bullock, uh, Bullock, uh, um, Finney Smith, and the three small guards in in a, in a lineup to really kind of force the Warriors to play defense and and really um, kind of impress upon kind of the Warriors a little bit more penetration and kind of stop relying on the three going down you know down the stretch of these games. But I'd be interested in kind of seeing what you thought about that. I mean, they, they haven't gone to the small like super small ball thing largely because I think they're concerned about Dorian's minutes um, and just the physical toll it's going to take on him like that's kind of been their back back uh pocket play and they just haven't used it because every they tried it a couple of times another tried it in game one and they just got owned it just did not work you know uh, looney did a really good job on the glass and limiting stuff and the mavericks uh, they spent two and a half games trying to play looney off the floor and I think they just sort of seeded that point, and they're just going to attack through other means. And if the shots go down, the shots go down. Yeah, I, I don't think you can go to it early. I don't. I I think it's kind of a late game situation type of thing, sure. where where you need more penetration. I I agree with you. You can't, you know, you you can't kind of put those kind of heavy minutes on on Finney Smith at at the five, you know, to to start the game. And and, and I, I liked your point about you know Harden. You know I'm a I'm a Rockets fan, um, and I think I think it's pretty clear to me that Luca has has super, you know, has um has has passed you know passed the whatever peak Harden was you know just in his first four years. Really? I, I I I think he's he's just better. You know like I and, and you think but you know Harden was at his peak at 27, 28 in Houston. Um, yeah, I, th- I there was think that clip. There was that clip of Harden that went around Deadspin. I remember this so clearly. It was like ten minutes of him just not playing defense, and it was against that. It was in the Portland series, I want to yeah. say. Um, and it's just it. Once he became a tank, and people are going to not remember this because I think Harden's his career has just gone all over the map. But for about a three to four year period, he was a tank in terms of minutes, in terms of defense. He wasn't. He was an excellent post defender. Like you could not post up James Harden. There's no point because um, he's so strong in his base. And it it it's when when people talk about it like that, it's it's. I think we've we were kind of like even I do this. I'm definitely guilty of this. I'm talking about it like he was a bad player. It's like no like, MVP. Like dude was incredible. It, it it's just it's it's. You know, a couple of bounces go different in a series against the Warriors in game six. Clay doesn't go supernova. We're probably talking about them in a completely different light, which means Harden in a completely different light. And it's just that's the way basketball goes sometimes. I mean, you can make that argument about this series that the Mavericks, like like Brad Townsend, Mavs um, beat writer, said, hey, you guys, you know, maybe this series should be 2 2. And it's like, well, maybe it should be, but it's not. Like, that's just the way things yeah. go sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe Harden can be a. Uh... 
he can be a ca- uh, uh, a tale of uh, caution for for Luca and maybe kind of getting in, into better shape and sure. take care of his body because uh, you know. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens. Um, looking forward to Game Five. Thanks for letting me kind of. Sure, speak. Adam. Thanks for joining. All right, I've uh, got a few more people, and then I'm gonna go to bed. Um, Charles, how you doing, buddy? Can you hear me? I can. How you doing? I'm pretty good. It's uh, man, what a shift, right? This is like all of a sudden we don't suck. Well, I will say that it is nice to know that the process which got Dallas to this point can still be achieved. You know, it, it the shooting, the three point shooting stuff. How many of those, like when Reggie Bullock went 0 of 7, I felt like at least three of them went in and out. It's just, it's, it's little stuff like that. You know, Davis Berton's getting an offensive rebound off his own make tonight and then passing it out for a Bullock three. That's the sort of 50 50 plays you need to go your way. And the Mavericks got them. I'm delighted. I mean, Berton, so I think he had five points and five boards. I mean, that's huge in absolutely so big. I mean, yeah, I think actually what I like a lot about him is he makes optimal use with his energy. He comes in, comes in tries to give, he, he runs, he gets out, and he doesn't make silly fouls. He even got that nice board when he was directly under the net, you know. he was. Mm-hmm. I, but, I mean, mainly the thing about this shooting to me is that they, they believe. I mean, that's what... That's why I, I was just commenting to my friend uh, that I live with how, you know, it's just how us Mavs fans, what we endure. And just this this incendiary negativity that comes along. Even when we're winning, we're like, oh, we're, we're just like ready for the whiplash. Sure. We're being disappointed again. But but I'm not – I'm not I, – I don't live there anymore. Kids Good. in this team believed, and because they believe and because they don't give up, neither do I – and I'm 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 all in, dude. I'm totally behind them. I'm like, let's do what the Red Sox did. I mean, I love it's, it. It's why not? I mean, come on, look at the look at the stuff that they're made of. I mean, the, the way they're tied together, their chemistry. It's like it's the stuff that gets you excited. That's why we're like, that's why we get so. I mean, let's face it, these playoffs have really been kind of like, oh, uh, one team blows out another team, like in the other series, and then. It's just like, what, what kind of mood swing is this, you know? But but I think actually, honestly, the Warriors are in big trouble because they've been playing like the desperate team, which is why they won the first three games. And and what I've noticed is that Dallas played desperate maybe one game when we were down in that third game in, in the last series. But by and large, it just feels like there's just some really grounded energy no matter what the odds are. And it, it's like the more the odds are against us, the better we play. And anyway, I'm going to let somebody else talk, but that's where my head's at, and I'm go Mavs. Well, I'm glad, Charles. Glad you're having fun. Go Mavs. That's right. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Charles. I I, I still waffle into the, like, you know, the the – desperation sadness that has come from seeing very good Mavericks teams stumble at the wrong time. I think part of why I have tried to go into this series with a little bit different attitude is because I don't think like if this Mavericks will make like a real run at this Warriors team, they're doing it with a clear talent deficit. Like when the Mavericks teams like 
I want to say it was 2010 when they lost to the Spurs as a two seed. Like that stuff just saps your soul. But this, it's like they're, you know, they're they're playing, they're punching up. It's great. Uh, let's go to Ruben. Hey, Ruben, what do you got, buddy? Oh, what's up, Kurt? Uh, oh no, just uh, just peeking in at the game. I was, you know, still not trying to watch the game, but I I saw a little bit of it. But uh, just a couple things like um, I don't know, like this game kind of if it wasn't for like a corner three or somebody like dishing out um i felt like we were taking deeper threes for some reason um maybe because they saw the defense all sucked in when they think loses uh luca's gonna you know drive in and dish but even dimwitty had a, a super deep three um maybe they maybe saw something on tape that where hey they're just staying near the line. And if we even look like we're trying to drive in, they're, like the whole team is like trying to swallow Luca up or whoever is driving like our three uh, uh, point guards. So I don't know. That's what I saw today. And I know uh, Isaac on uh, Locked on Mavs always says, oh, we lost the, the rebound battle or whatever. I feel like to win this series, we have to win the rebound battle because, you know, Dwight is just not – doing anything um and well you can't get crushed on the rebound battle like the mavericks more or less are designed to lose the three the the rebound battle while also winning the three-point battle does that it's a math game for them and tonight they played the warriors this year 40 45 yeah they out rebounded the warriors by three tonight and that's that's the first time they've out rebounded them this series and that's what i saw so when you brought up that davis rebound it he stuck with it even luca had about what 14 rebounds yeah. when, tonight? when luca controls the glass for dallas like i would be really i i you know i'm kind of talking out of my ass here but i i think when i'd be curious to know the mavericks record when luca gets double digit rebounds I'm 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 sure we uh, I, I bet we got a good winning record if he does. Yes, because he he's key with that because when he's not getting boards, that means the other team's probably getting. Cause he's a Mavs leading rebounder, and they designed the team that way because he wants the ball. Right, right, and and that's and that's all I noticed tonight. Like it looks like we were really going for the rebounds. Um, we took you know we didn't want to get too close to the three point line. Even Luca like. I, was it that one step back on Curry? It looked like he was about to break his calf muscle stepping back so hard. Yeah. But uh, it looked like he got in and jumped super far back. Even when um, Dinwiddie was just chilling out by the where Luca usually hits his like game winning threes, like on the on the left side, um, he was super far back. Like he, it looked like they just noticed a little thing. Hey, just take a couple steps back and let's practice our deep threes. And maybe we can, you know, hit a couple more instead of staying right by the three point line where they're at and they can just drive and close super easy. Let's step back a a couple more inches uh, and and, you know, see if we can knock them down. But I'm just hoping we do go for uh, more rebounds. Sorry, uh, more rebounds um, in the next game. And again, in. And the bring up, you know, it was a super bad day, you know, just in the state of Texas, just hearing what was going on. And just a couple creepy things that happened at that Draymond free throw that just stayed there. I've never seen that I've in ne- my life. In my 
life. In that, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I looked at the t- like, I like what in the fuck? <laughs> so it was that and Lucas. Like it, it was just some. It was like a Texas spirit or something going on in the in the stadium. Lucas little like when they called, they blew the whistle, but he still like threw it up and it bounced and bounced and it still well, went in. Have you ever had and, a chance to shoot like on a college or or like an NBA rim like in a big arena? Have you ever done no, that? No, no, I I've never had it. I I have and the rims are so tight compared to any pickup gym high school gym i've ever played at like the bounce is just different like tim cato had that cool story on the rim mics on the athletic where it's like the mavericks kind of make it sound louder than it is but i'll tell you what man if you take a jumper in an empty gym like and i did this in las vegas summer league a couple of times because they let media people play on the courts after like at the end of games it's really weird but the the sound the rim makes when you take a bad shot it's it's like a pot banging on it's a, it it makes you feel like you're terrible at basketball. So for him to get a bounce that specific on these rims that are wound tight and balanced up there, I mean you probably couldn't pay the like these are some of the the best most specific athletes in the world, and I bet you, none of nobody else in the gym could do that given 150, 300, 500 tries. That's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. No, Kurt, you're you're you missed. He bounced it off the ground. It <laughs> bounced from the ground to the rim and then kept bouncing and went in. It was just, and then the 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 rain delay. It was just, it was just. <sighs> We had that. You remember that? Was it the bat, the crooked basket? That delay. I feel like every time God, we have I a delay, like game. we win. The crooked basket game ruined my week. <laughs> it was like one of these Tuesday games that, like, all of a sudden it's an hour and a half later. There's been some weird stuff this year. But yeah, so just and and definitely the Luca cuts. Um, more that will will help the team. But I I just I just hope you know that rebound number wasn't a fluke. You know, I feel like when we can get rebounds, it's, you know, even if we, you know, when it when that rebound by three, it's still like it's more points that we can dish out to or finish at. And we just need everything against this team. So if we want to go where we want to go, we it's no shortcuts against like a three time championship team. Like it's it's no, but I I am hoping, and a lot of people were saying this um before the series start that maybe you know the Warriors could be you know they're older if we could really push them you know maybe they could slow down maybe they don't get back out you know as quick as they were in the first two games uh maybe we can drive past them a little bit smoother um but I'm hoping and I, it was a couple of analysts that said that but you know still pick the Warriors, but they say age is a factor. You know, Father Tom is undefeated. So I'm hoping that will be a factor and we can just, you know, eke out a couple more games. But it was some definitely like some some Texas spirit stuff going on tonight to to get this win. But I started almost having a heart attack when they, you know, started coming back. But uh, hopefully that never happens again. But um, it was a good game. And, hey, Mavs and seven. Hey, you hear Luca? Was uh, if you don't believe you shouldn't be here. Hey, I yep. hope everybody believes, yo. Like we have no reason not to believe. We made it this far, so it's, it's no reason that we can't finish this up. That's right. Thanks, Ruben. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm.
All right, last, not least, my man Austin. Sorry for waiting so long, Austin. Take us out here. All good, man. Just uh, just been enjoying everybody's input. Uh, just a couple things. For one, I was there at the game again tonight. And, dude, the crowd for three and a half quarters was brutal. Like, <laughs> it, it, I felt like I was at, like, an exhibition, like, preseason game for, like, Literally the entire first half was just like crickets in the upper deck. <laughs> and I'm sure I was driving people nuts with those like cardboard clapper things that they put on the seats. But um, it's just so strange to be at a playoff game and feel like no one is into it. And then, of course, you know, we had the big third quarter. Things started to pick up. So that was just a weird thing that I noticed being there tonight and, and the other night as well. It was just, you know, super weird, but question when Jordan pulls in the game for one, we should attack him always, mm-hmm. but the dude checked in, I think with like six minutes left and had five fouls and no one was attacking him. Like I, I, I was just so confused. Like, why do we not attack dudes that have four and five fouls just like every single time down the court? I, I don't the, understand. With the same level of commitment that they attack good defensive players for reasons. I don't understand it. I mean, honestly, Poole also got away with some calls. Like, they eventually – like, he fouled Luca in the backcourt on one um, that Luca was super pissed about. And it, it's, it's, it's weird. I, I don't – it's a, it's one of these things to where I wish I could do this. Like I'm, I, I have, I have the ability to get a media credential, but I'd much rather talk to you guys. I wish somebody that's more of a beat reporter would ask these sorts of questions, but kid probably wouldn't answer it anyways. Like Carlisle would just like stare at you. you know, he, <laughs> the kid at least at answers questions, but he answers around them. So I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, you know, that was just something that was, like, very frustrating to me throughout that second half was just, you know, I thought for a moment we were going to fall into that just chuck three-pointers every possession trap, but, um, you know, we, we attacked the basket pretty well. Um, you know, just to kind of wrap it up, as far as being optimistic for Game 5, and then, you know, whatever comes after that. I'm just going to say, hypothetically, in an alternate universe, if we don't poop down both legs in game two, and we make, like, literally three or four more shots in the last game, it could be 3-1 Mavs right sure. now. I'm just sure. saying. Like the, 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 the meltdown is the much more obvious one. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Um. So at the very least, you know, I think I might have seen Chuck um, or someone or maybe Brad on Twitter tweet that, you know, it really should be 2-2 right now. And, you know, I'm going I'm going full optimist. I'm I'm ready to be hurt again. I'm ready for the pain if things go sour. But, you know, I I think I think they could at least force a game seven, uh, but I'm just going to be happy with the win tonight for now. So uh, appreciate you bringing me up, man. Sure thing.
All right, guys. Uh, I don't see any other requests, so we're going to go to bed. Um, I'll be back. I didn't do a Moneyball Minute this morning. I was too tired, and I'm also just like like I was just sort of despondent. But you'll have that in your inbox uh, Friday. What day is it? Thursday morning, because tomorrow's, tomorrow's Wednesday. Um, and this will go up in your feeds. Listen to me and Josh. Um, interestingly, you know, you guys don't care about this, but I do. We're almost... I'm, there's a reasonable shot by like the first week of June that we could pass our downloads total for all of 2021, <laughs> which is hilarious. So appreciate all y'all support. Uh, tell your friends, make sure, uh, you know, have, have your friends join this. Have a great time uh, chatting with you guys. Um, and we will talk to you soon. Go to MavsMoneyBall.com and everybody have a great day. Bye guys.